0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The carnage continues on Wall Street. And as I've said in recent GAINS podcasts, hey, I'm not going to blow sunshine and say we're all clear and give you a list of stocks and say buy, buy, buy. Uh, the Dow Theory is bearish technicals don't look good but it's not time to panic and that's important too to to mention here so for the recent gains podcast i've been bringing on trusted experts on how to navigate these current waters and later in the discussion i have a compelling stat about bear markets i actually got it from investment columnist mark Hulbert. he's actually been a, a guest on the gains podcast and we'll get to that key stat in a bit but that's what we're going to talk about today Navigating the treacherous financial waters. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Gaines. All right, let's bring on Matt Matigan, CEO of Blue World Asset Managers here in Chicago, and check out Matt's website, blueworldam.com. And then Matt is always generous in giving his email to answer any questions uh, Gaines listeners have. Matt, give us that email real quick.
1: Sure. It's mmatigan, so M-M-A-T-I-G-I-A-N, at blueworldam.com.
0: And then I'll give you mine as well since we're throwing out emails. Mine is andy.gersher at Odyssey.com and that's a n d y dot g i e r s h e r at odyssey a u d a c y dot com. All right, well, there's been a ton of carnage on Wall Street since we've last spoke, but I just wanted to get your uh read on markets.
1: Well, today was a bit of a turning point, we've been talking for quite a while, really, most of the spring that we saw this coming. And as the markets have kind of stair-stepped down over that period, it got that real sense today that some of the defensive selling actually spilled over into the very panic that we've been trying to warn people off of. So that, I, that's how I felt about today.
0: In full disclosure, if you've listened to the Gaines podcast, if you've listened to Matt and I and other guests, we've been warning about some of this downside. We've, In fact, Matt and I did a, uh, a Gaines episode on shorting a very, very long time ago, even before uh, markets really started uh, to move to the, the downside. I've said this on the podcast uh, several times as of late. I'm done shorting, but... I'm not necessarily saying go all in right now too. not shorting, but uh, definitely keeping the powder dry here, as we've talked in the past, all the, you know, Dow theory is still bearish. The technicals don't look great on the market. What's your, your moves right now? What's your take?
1: Yeah, this is fundamentally different than the COVID drop the covid was very predictably going to be a v-shaped move this has all of the hallmarks of a policy driven decline that is sustainable and when i say sustainable like we were talking about last time for for anybody who was buying into the idea that inflation had peaked and Things were going to turn around and and clear the decks. We're going higher. We warned against that, right? And because nothing has changed, the, the only way you can look forward and predict a sustainable shift and change of direction of the markets is if you see something material change. Now, going all the way back to January, which is when you and I were talking about how to short the market, uh, how to look for the signs of trouble ahead, we started seeing all this back then. And that's, of course, why we timed it up that way, right, And in terms of the information. Well, policy matters, and policy is what's driving so much of this right now. And until we get some evidence of a fundamental shift in the policy, I I'm always an advocate of buy when the market needs a buyer. And I'm all about dollar cost averaging and and all of that stuff to to get in, but I don't think there's been enough pain yet.
0: I agree with that a hundred percent. And and one thing I just wanted, you know, you're talking about policy. You know, the one thing about Fed policy, Fed getting more aggressive, what they're tackling is core inflation. Now, there's the other aspect of this, which is the food and energy part of the equation. And a lot of that has to be done, dealt with, if you're going to correct it through legislation and policy, you know, be well beyond the Fed. So I think the Fed is doing what they can to slow down demand in certain areas. And and, and and they finally are kind of sticking more with their mandate. But there are some long-term fundamentals, especially in the food and energy space, that could you know, could linger for quite some time.
1: Okay. And before I give you my thoughts, let me give you a little bit of my credentialing here on why I might be able to speak to some of this stuff. Uh, One of my most major sectors of investment is I own a ton of agricultural real estate, uh, revenue-producing agricultural real estate. So I am in constant touch every minute of every day with the price of crops, the price of meat, and the price of fuel. And everything that goes down the line from there, the cost of farm implements, the cost of money. I am among those that is completely opposed to the Fed raising rates, especially aggressively right now, because like you said, it it only addresses part of the equation. And the part of the equation it addresses is not the primary driver. So my big concern is for the people out there, and there's a lot of, you know, everybody thinks with regard to interest rates, what you think of is mortgages, right, that the cost of buying homes is going up. The Blue World World Economic Index is showing that real estate went from showing cracks to starting to crumble as rates start to rise and that money becomes more expensive to buy homes that's really gonna hurt real estate. And when you hurt real estate, you hurt everything else down the line from plumbing to furniture and all the things one puts in a home. But it goes a lot further than that. The interest rates determine how expensive money is for businesses to expand, to floor plan, to purchase inventory, to deliver product, But then you bring it down to the individual consumer who is right. How many stories have you heard lately about consumers who are literally living month to month, increasing the balances on their credit cards because they can't afford food and fuel?
0: And we're hearing that a lot as of late as the consumer reaches to the credit card to make ends meet. And, you know, they had just recently shored up not too long ago during the pandemic and now are hitting with this. But food and energy are the two big concerns here.
1: As the unsecured consumer debt starts to pile up, those interest rates are only going to accelerate those minimum payments. It's really-
0: a, Without it, it, without it, addressing the fuel and the food issue, because what, what we talked about at the beginning, I mean, this addresses with core inflation, but that volatile food and energy, which is such a big part of an individual's spend, especially on the lower end, that isn't even being addressed. So that's even another component to all of this.
1: I say that raising rates at a time like this to address the lesser of the drivers of the inflation problem is only going to compound the difficulty for the average American family.
0: Seems like maybe you see it, the Fed actually dragging this out longer as well by their moves from, from your take of this equation.
1: Uh, I do. I, they, it, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And what does the Fed have is it have at its disposal? It's got its fingers on the dial. For interest rates. Right. And inflation, if if they were going to use interest rates effectively to kind of hold back the dam here, uh, they should have started this a year ago. I mean, you and I saw this coming. You and I have been talking about this for nearly a year. You can't tell me they didn't see it. I I mean I hope yeah I hope you can't tell me they didn't see it. I, yeah,
0: I know. It, it it's all it's been a head scratcher especially when, you know, they're supposedly, you know, top economic minds um I mean talking about getting behind the curve. That's why I that's why I was thinking this was definitely overdue and 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 this does bring a a degree of credibility. But again, it seems like you're in the camp that uh uh there's a lot more uh, or, or this is going to be extended a lot longer than than people might anticipate.
1: Well, sure. I the the things that can cause inflation vary, right? There there's not just one thing that causes inflation. If you're talking about an economy that is overheating, moving too fast, and you have both the supply side and the demand side rushing forward, and that's driving prices up, sure, slap some higher interest rates on that, make money a little more expensive, a little harder to come by, and you can slow that hot economy growth curve. But that's not what we have right now. What we have is the opposite. We have an economy That is absolutely in the dumps, in spite of what you hear in the, uh, you know, hear in the rest of the media or you read, this economy is struggling mightily. As a matter of fact, the Blue World Economic Index, which we have discussed many times on the show, the Blue World Economic Index, as of this morning, is challenging the COVID low.
0: So you're not anticipating a quick snapback that we saw off the COVID low. It seems like you see more pain. So how do you see this going, and how bad does it get?
1: I can, I can answer part of that. <laughs> uh, I can't give you a timeline on when, but I can tell you what. This could end almost as quickly as it started. If we had an announcement from somewhere that matters that, hey, look, what we've been doing, uh, it's not yielding results fast enough. We're going to make some adjustments to policy. We're going to make some adjustments to the balance sheet. We're, We're going to make some adjustments that are really the opposite of what we've been doing to this point. That would that would be a pressure release valve almost overnight i just a statement about a change of direction would help consumer confidence tremendously and by the way, consumer sentiment is also one of those things that is now i i mean it's way below covid lows i consumer sentiment a good reading is considered ninety. We got really really used to seeing readings of a hundred five and higher. Today it came in at fifty. You know, so the the idea that we have a roaring economy out there and that's what's causing inflation and that's why raising interest rates is a good idea to slow down a roaring economy that's driving prices up is simply not supportable.
0: The people at the lower end are feeling this the most too. You know, and and that's It goes back to people turning to their credit cards. All right. So, hey, we're going to take a quick break here. Be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That is podcast gold. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new GAINS episode drops. We drop GAINS episodes on Wednesday and Friday mornings. All right. We're going to be right back and continue our discussion right after the break. Call from mom. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. All right, back with Matt Matigan, CEO, Blue World Asset Managers in Chicago. Check out Matt's blog at blueworldam.com. So, as we, you know, as we, we did the setup here, Matt, what's your advice for investors? Uh, you know, it's a lot of people are, are, are feeling it right now and are concerned, uh, you know, speak to them.
1: Okay, well, we divide this into two basic camps, right? Uh, there are the people who've been through this before, like you and me, and then there are those investors that we have expressed the greatest concern for the ones that are newbies to the investment world uh really kind of got into it they you know there was the huge influx of new money as a result of covid when everybody was sitting around <laughs> nothing to do uh, and that brought in uh, that that coincided with the explosion in crypto investing A lot of these investors uh, who have entered the market over the last, call it, 10, 12, 15 years, they didn't know that you could lose money in the market. They had never experienced the huge pain that, that we're seeing happen now. The best advice that I have is don't sell. Do not be a panic seller. It'll turn around. It always does. Does that mean every single position or equity you have will recover? No, it doesn't.
0: And I, Matt, I want to just throw one stat in here that just kind of solidifies. In fact, we talked about it during the noon business hour today, but kind of uh, solidifies what you're, you're speaking to about not panic selling those who buy stocks the day, The S&P 500, that it's declared officially a bear market, have made an average of 22.7% over the next 12 months, and this is, you know, historically. So that just speaks to Don't panic because you don't want to be left out of this and left behind. Go ahead. I just that's a crucial uh, just a big stat that I wanted to throw out there that, you know, uh, that's that's data and that's historically. So that just speaks to what Matt is talking about right now. Go ahead, Matt.
1: Yeah, well, and I appreciate you throwing that in because, you know, that's objective validation of a subjective opinion. Right. Uh, So I appreciate that. And. Times like now, it's a real gut check to be in the markets. Every fiber of your being is screaming, stop the bleeding. But as my brother, my brother's a certified financial planner, uh, as he is fond of pointing out, and I think we've talked about this before, what I want everybody to hold on to when they're trying not to hit that sell button, I want you to hold on to the idea that the only way a loss becomes a loss is if you sell. The only way a gain becomes a gain is if you sell. Everything else is merely a fluctuation. And those fluctuations, like I said, it's gut check time. It takes some intestinal fortitude to ride this out. But if you do, as your statistic just beautifully illustrated, you will be rewarded in the long run. And investing is a long-term exercise.
0: And if you were already needing to grab cash, I mean that 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 boat is sailed. So uh, you know, if, if you have positions, and unless it's some fringe thing where the company's going to go out of business or something like that, but if you you have your portfolio. Holding on is key, and we've seen this a million times. I mean, going back to other market crashes. Even if 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 this extends out for a while, something you know closer to like a 2008 scenario where you don't have the the instant snapback, hanging in there is key. Because for the newbies out there and people who've been around for a while understand this. I, I can't tell you the people who had gotten out of the market in previous crashes because they got scared. Things look like you know everything was going to end and it comes back often as quickly as it drops those points. Um, So, you know, just kind of talk to that. And you kind of alluded to, you know, there's two people, you know, people like you and myself who've been in the markets forever and then newbies who this is their first time getting roughed up.
1: And how long has it been since anybody really got roughed up in the market? Uh, that you know, that's the problem. I I firmly believe success is a poor teacher, and there has been this false sense of security in the markets because we've been on this bull run since what 2008. I mean, it's yeah. Almost besides the front little the,
0: besides the little blip for the pandemic back in 2020, I mean it was down quick, and I mean that was a total V. You know, in the market, but besides that, it's been smooth sailing for stocks for a really, really long time, and it, it kind of speaks to until the last time we've had any kind of real major selling.
1: Yeah, agreed. And the you know the other thing that I would say is you don't have to sit in this boat alone. Uh, message boards <laughs> that are. Uh, full of opinions and observations by by experienced people. Use your broker. Use your broker's resources. Speak with your accountant. Speak with your attorneys. There are people out there for whom this crash is literally gold because they actually need the loss to offset gains in some other aspect of their lives. But that's not who we're worried about right now. That's not who we're speaking to. So to the extent that you have resources outside of of just you sitting in front of the computer with a mouse, now is the time to take full advantage of that and actually speak directly with people who have managed these waters
0: before. We talked about shorting the market. I'm past that because, you know, I know how things can turn. I don't want to be caught on the other side of this when things do turn around, even though it looks like it may be a while and and there's really no indicator like in the the Dow theory still bearish. But I have stopped for quite some time now shorting the market. I'm not really overly – I mean, there may be a couple places here and there to dip the toe just a tiny bit, but I don't necessarily think it's – total buying time yet either and and I wanted to get your thoughts on that
1: yeah I'm, I I'm glad you brought that up uh, the entire the, inco- the the whole time of covid for the what did that last uh, you know 3 4 months in yeah. terms of of, of of you know violent market movement if that yeah. and you and I were buying with both hands all the way to the bottom uh be, because we knew that that was going to be a V-shaped bounce. That's not the case here. Like we said earlier, this is a policy-driven extended period of rough waters. And I absolutely agree with you. I, I actually heard a couple of uh, a couple of pundits yesterday were talking about if you've got some dry powder, if you've got some cash, do not sell. Buy, buy, buy. Uh, I agree with you.
0: We're not there yet. The dry powder is good, and, uh, but dry powder is going to even be better if uh, we we go a lot lower from here. With this particular thing, I, I think it would be naive to think we're going to get that quick snack back because you've alluded to kind of the cause of this. So that's why we probably won't see a, a such a quick v in return to, to markets being higher. Um, and then you also have other assets b- besides just stocks. We've talked about crypto. We've talked about other areas as well. For those who, who are in crypto and some of the higher flyers, uh, we'll speak to them real quick too.
1: Well, if you're in a crypto, uh, my, I guess my first uh, best piece of advice is do what I'm doing, and that's pay very close attention to the headlines. There is one of the biggest attractions of crypto is the decentralized, unregulated nature of the currency, and it's the double-edged sword, <laughs> of course. Uh, the you know there are pluses and minuses, but the feds are making a huge, and not just the feds, not just our government, it's governments all over the world.
0: Oh yeah. We even our, seen Switzerland. <laughs> I mean, just yeah, today. Yeah, so, I mean, okay, it, it's well, across the board. This is a, there's a lot of uh, the globe being, all of the globe being impacted by this.
1: Yeah. If, if there's anything governments hate, it's anything that they can't control when you make that, which they can't control currency, you send them into a frenzy and they are putting on a full court press to use this volatility and to use the losses suffered by uh, by a lot of the investing public out there they are trying to use this and leverage this to establish a quick framework for regulation and that is something that can have a Major impact, especially on a lot of the altcoins, uh, a lot, a lot of the favorites for the day traders. Um, but if you're accumulating or trading in and out on a, a daily or weekly basis, right now I'd be paying very, very close attention to headlines and where this move toward regulation is headed, because, like we just said, it's not just here it's
0: global. What is this going to look like when it turns? And uh what what should, you know, the Gains listener start looking out for? And you know, we've talked about hold what you have, uh maybe hold off from going all in on on buying these dips here. But uh kind of give us what you're watching and advice where if you're, you know, maybe you're dipping You're dabbling in or dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe a couple select projects. You may see see a super good deal on a stock or two, but be very timid, at least for a while. What needs to happen for you not to be timid?
1: Yeah, there is nothing wrong with standing pat right now. Uh, I, I do think it's too early to dollar cost average in the the other thing, and sometimes I make these statements and there is much question for you as, as statement, uh, but don't – I think there is risk in believing that the turn in the general market, in the general economy, is going to necessarily be tethered to the movement of crypto. And there are a lot of people out there who have a lot of money in crypto yeah i uh, and the 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 catalyst that turns the equities and futures and options markets may not be the same catalyst. So I'm kind of viewing these uh, as I look at these through binoculars, I'm looking at one through the right lens and one through the left lens because i I don't accept that they're all going to move together or at the same time. But if the question is more focused on what am I looking for as a reason to open the purse strings again and start going along, I am looking for evidence that a shift in policy, be that legislatively and or uh, from the Fed, I am looking for a fundamental shift in philosophy in policy that could be the catalyst for a meaningful and sustainable change of direction, as opposed to that head fake that you and I so often discuss.
0: You know, we've, we've talked about, we did an episode on this. You may go check, uh, check it out, go back and check the gains episode on investing clubs. If I'm not mistaken, Matt, you have your investing club meeting tonight Give us a little preview of what you're going to tell the tell the crew,
1: as it turns out, pretty much everything that you brought up that you wanted to speak to today uh, those are all the topics for the family investment club we We have in our investment club, we have several twenty five and unders going all the way down to eleven years old. And they've been active in the markets. They've been active in the club. They've been paying attention for years and years. They're the ones that have never seen this. All of the things that we emphasize today are the things that we're going to emphasize tonight at the Family Investment Club, where we're going to say, we've told you about this. You thought it was a myth. You've never seen it. This is what it looks like. So and, and it's hit, a valuable
0: I'm, lesson you, that all young investors are going to have to go through at some point.
1: Right. And and you are never, ever well served by never going through this and managing it. You know, the, the worst thing in the world, the, the thing that breaks my heart is people do the right thing. They try to put their money to work for themselves. They you know, what do you say? To build wealth, you don't work for your money. You make your money work for you. And they set out on this process. Then something like this happens. They lose confidence. They pull in their horns. They sell at the bottom. And they never get back in.
0: Yeah. That's
1: they- what we want. That, if there is an educational point that I think is the most important to make, and the younger we teach it, the better is that point. These things happen, you just have to ride them out,
0: yeah, and and a lot of times they they seem like they may that that there's just no hope at the end of the tunnel. but I, for a lot of people, the second you are just like, "I've had enough, I'm getting out, that's when you get left behind and and give me your final thoughts on on our discussion today, and those key points. Uh, that we just hit on
1: i i agree i think it's a perfect place to end because it's exactly where we started do not get shaken out at the bottom it takes some intestinal fortitude it's a gut check but you will be rewarded if you can avoid the panicked cell you you put out that i I had never heard that statistic, and I'll be emailing you later for you to send well, me the
0: article. Well, and here, I'm <laughs> going to give it to you right now because uh, Mark Halbert, who's been on the Gains podcast, uh, threw out, uh, wrote a, a column today in MarketWatch, and I'm going to give you the title. It's those who buy stock the day the S&P 500 enters a bear market have made an average of 22.7% in 12 months. Now, one important thing I want to say there, it's um, when it's been acknowledged as a bear market. I mean, we entered the bear market, um, a, you know, it all started off the highs a while back, but it has now been acknowledged. And, uh, you know, as as people know, Mark Hulbert is a a shrewd contrarian, and I just think it's an outstanding thing to keep in mind. And he says in his article, Wall Street is holding a sale offering stocks at 20% off today. And 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 technically, if you use those stats and look at this, uh, there's truth to it. You know, I'm not saying I'm I'm a little reluctant to be dipping in right now and buying it right now. I think there's a little more room to go. But even if people jumped in today, you know, once the bear market has been acknowledged, you know, the next 12 months statistically – could Shape up pretty good now we say hold off a little more, but uh, i want I want to get your final thoughts on that, and then we'll wrap this thing up
1: well it, it's a good news, bad news thing uh, no bear market uh, the the bear market period is never defined at the time that it's occurring, much like a recession is never identified and quantified or or bordered. At the time it's occurring, it's always in retrospect, right? You you always have to come out the other side because, before you can look back and say, okay, this is where it started. Uh, so I'm going to tell you with a degree of confidence what we're going to find is that a couple of years from now we're going to say, okay, yeah, the recession began. And I'm definitely among those that says I'm not worried about a recession because I know we're already in one. That is going to be validated 18 to 24 months down the road. But because I'm a glasses half full kind of guy, I say that's the good news because that means we're probably closer to the end than we are the beginning already. If you haven't sold yet, don't. If you did sell, wait a little while longer and don't hesitate to jump back in especially if we get another 10, 15% lower.
0: And I always say this, we make hay. Investors make hay when markets decline. (laughs) They don't make the hay when it's already at the top of the range. Well, hey, a big thanks to Matt Mategan, CEO of Blue World Asset Managers here in Chicago. Check out Matt's blog, blueworldam.com. And Matt, one last time, give them that email if they want to reach out. Sure, M M A T I G I A
1: N, so M Matigan at Blue World, the color blue world am dot com.
0: And again, mine is Andy.gersher, G-I-E-R-S-H-E-R at Odyssey, and that's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. All right, hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. If that's an option for you, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gaines episode drops. We are back next Wednesday, and I look forward to seeing you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey.